All right, today we have a super loaded pod. You are not going to want to miss this one. We are talking, is pickleball in its Lance Armstrong era? Are the players you laud about to be known as the biggest cheaters in the game? We sure think we know the answer to that question. We're also doing a recap of the past 12 days on the road. We've been in Dallas. You're not going to want to miss all the deets on Major League Pickleball and, of course, Nationals. There were definitely some biggest winners and biggest losers, losers, which is the newest segment of our pod. Buckle in. Here we go. It's pod 27. You tune in now to this pickleball life. I'm K-Dubs and Jilly B is my wife. She's the pro and I've got the filler. She's sweet to me, but on the court, she's a killer. Unadulterated and efficiently bringing you the best and worst things in Phoebe. Tell your friends and stay for another. And no one loves us more than your mother. One thing's for sure, one hit and you're addicted. Grab a pile, grab a court, don't resist it. So click subscribe, let's go, let's get cracking. Things song done, let's go, let's get laughing. This Pickleball Life. Welcome, welcome to your favorite comedy podcast, Masked as a Pickleball Podcast, with... I'm your girl, Jilly B, a.k.a. Jill Braverman, top 20 in the world, pro pickleballer, former CEO of Duper, former chief of staff of Major League Pickleball, and co-host of this Pickleball Life podcast. Not to be forgotten, me, K-Dubs, the other half, or as Jill likes to refer, the better seven-eighths. I prefer the better one-eighth, but, you know, whatever gets the job done. Founder of PB Gods, Duper 4.09, and it's pod 27. We are back in desert heaven. Thank goodness, because 12 days in Dallas gave me an eye twitch, literally. Are we allowed to say we've escaped Dallas hell to get back to our desert heaven? <laughs> I think that's fair, considering the past 12 days. Let's be truthful, though. There was one real winning winning in Dallas mm-hmm. for us personally. We're going to get into and- some other winners and losers, but the biggest biggest win of dallas is can i guess the food the food was amazing <laughs> uh yeah like every place we went was delicious <laughs> awesome so quick catch up thank you so much for the enormous groundswell of support uh that we've received from the last investigative journalism style podcast that we did thank you to our listeners thank you to fellow pro players who've reached out thank you to sponsors of the ppa tour that reached out to share their experience with the tour um and many other endemic big influencers uh, and decision makers listened to that last pod and um just thank you thank you for the support um it's not easy to speak our truth but it's kind of all we have so to give you guys an update um uh, we have not received, Kristen or me, any outreach directly about the pod from the PPA. I have uh, received no like modifications or requests for corrections. Um, I know Leia was reached out to by Connor Ogden, the CEO of the PPA tour, uh, multiple times right when the pod went out. Like she did not get on a call with him she said she was busy training they did which is also weird because it was our pod not leia's yeah i thought that was interesting so like do they just think like leia's more 
you know, approachable than you. They know what they're going to get from you or something. <laughs> I don't know. I you were no approached idea. by Don Stanley, though. I was He's approached not. by Don Stanley, the head referee, who, you know, I feel bad for him. He had a lot going on that week, obviously, with nationals. And he just said, hey, I heard that there was a voice recording. Can you please take it down? And I said, look, I'm happy to hop on a call with you to discuss further. And he just said, I know I have no no rights here. I'm just asking you to take it down. Um, yeah. Honestly, he must not have listened to it because I don't even think he came off bad. He no. was just like reporting the story as it happened. So I agree with you um, in that regard regarding Don Stanley. And, you know, if anything we said was false on the last podcast, I would have received an attorney cease and desist. Or I would have received a at least a, hey, can you guys make corrections on your next podcast? And I've received no response whatsoever from the PPA tour. And I think yeah. that silence is deafening in some ways. Yeah, I, I just think it keeps coming back to like, this is so silly. Like, what are we really saying? They need to write the rules down and they need to enforce them. And they need to use the one kind of testing that is as close as we currently have to good. I think we're saying more than that. We're saying don't lie. <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's a little different well that's my point is that it should be as simple as what i said but instead it's a story it's salacious because they continue to lie about things that are so unnecessary like, to lie about but it's all in the effort in to protect certain players and we're going to talk about that exactly today too. And we've exactly. got to remove the favoritism that is so painfully apparent on the tour um i will say the ppa staff was very cordial to me at nationals the only suspicious thing was going from a streamed court to a non-streamed court with tyra i believe in our first round uh, but they were also at the same time changing the schedule due to rain. So it's hard to say if that was intentional or not. Although one of the PPA's favorite MOs is removing your airtime when you're on their uh, SHIT list. If I spell yeah. a bad word versus say a bad word, I'm pretty sure it's the same effect. So yeah, I, I mean, probably... if you could do it in front of Coco, I think it's safe. Okay. My niece. The one thing that was worth noting is Connor Pardo went out of his way prior to us releasing the last podcast to tell me that they, the PPA, were going to keep the PPL guys at nationals. So the PPL guys are the ones that do the testing for MLP uh, and that they were going to stay on site and work through nationals. However, it turns out that the PPL team, Gary in particular, stayed for absolutely nothing. Of course, USA Pickleball apparently wanted nothing to do with him or the PPL. They said they had their own testing protocols on site. More on that later. And you have to remember, USA Pickleball is a governmental bureaucracy. Ergo, innovation or change is anathema to their core values of stagnation, procrastination, and deflection. And I don't mean deflection testing, because I wish they had that. I wish that was a core value. Yeah. It's uh, it's really, at the end of the day, all about how hot the ball comes off the paddle. Like, all the rest of this is just like word soup, as you like to say. Well, so more on that right now. When I asked about paddle testing protocols for nationals, because I knew I was going to play Anna Lee Waters and Catherine, assuming Tyra and I beat Lauren Stratman and Vivian Glozman. Uh, which we did not even get a chance to compete against them. And we'll talk about that later. So I wanted to have all of my ducks in a row because, of course, I was going to challenge Annalise's totally illegal paddle, right? After witnessing the paddle tech that Irina was playing a month ago. Right. Um, At some point, I feel like even though we know these paddle testing protocols are a joke, like you have to keep pushing. You have to. Otherwise, they are getting exactly what they want. Yeah. They, I mean, and, the and again, let's not forget that paddle tech paddle of Annalise has failed every MLP it's been tested at. Like, that is public knowledge. Let's be very clear about that. Is it public knowledge or it's just like known Let fact. me rephrase. That is known fact okay. among players. It hasn't been it, published yet, but it has not everybody is aware of it. Everybody is aware of that. And I've had that confirmed. Um, 
you know, so here was the kind of word soup response that I received from uh, the USA Pickleball team. So on this text message is classic Carl Schmitz, <laughs> Don Stanley, uh, Chris. Who's Chris? Don Pabin too. Chris Patrick. Ah, oh, thank you. Chris Patrick, Dylan, PPA player representative, Carl Schmitz, who tests the paddles and uh where's the usa pickleball Don logo Pater. on his shirt yep um so this is what they sent out to players any paddle used for competition must have the usa pickleball approved seal demonstrating that this model has been lab tested for deflection surface roughness coefficient of friction and dimensions usa pickleball is doing on-site testing for paddles to confirm surface roughness and structural integrity once inspected on site a USAP, usap inspection sticker is applied any paddle that has not been inspected and received a USA Pickleball serialized sticker for this event may be challenged for surface roughness or structural integrity. So note, not deflection. However, all paddles used from quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals will be inspected prior to each round. As such, any paddle that has a USAP inspection sticker, sticker cannot be challenged. So here are some like nonsensical um, points in this word soup. So they still are not doing on-site deflection testing, despite the fact that the PPL was present, willing to offer their services. Um, and testing in the quarterfinal semis and finals, even with what little testing they have available, which is like the core crush delamination test on site, which you've seen actually done in person multiple times as have I, and the grit testing is really limited, right? But it's also nonsensical to be doing in the quarterfinal semis and finals. like what mlp does which makes just logical sense it's literally just logic is they test in the beginning so you know that the players who are getting the quarter semis the finals that they they've played the same paddle they've played a paddle the whole time that is legal and has been tested so there's just so much about this this word soup which is literally what it is that is sad yeah and uh, it created a situation where, like, some players took it upon themselves to pretest, um, and then you couldn't be challenged, correct? So if you that like, Megan got pretested, mm -hmm. and then there was something about how if it came to be that you challenged a paddle and the opponents did fail, but also your partner failed because you were the one person who didn't fail, that like tie would go to your team. So, like, th this is just getting ludicrous, and it's and, just so simple. Yeah, and Carl makes it a point to text me, all paddles are lab tested for deflection during the certification process in order to receive the USA Pickleball approved seal. But that means nothing if players are playing, like Anna Lee has been allegedly doing, with a hyper-customized paddle. Uh, all you have to do is see her play and, and, and hear the ball from the past year coming off of her paddle to have a really clear understanding that this is not the paddle tech available for $99 on pickleballcentral.com. This is, this is something that other players have alleged directly to the PPA tour uh, in numerous text messages, phone calls, email exchanges, in-person meetings, that she is playing with something that has been customized, which is against all rules. It's against USA Pickleball rules. They have a rule, you know, 21BC3, whatever that, that number is that Leia sent yeah. us. Um, so that's really, I think, the Lance Armstrong moment in, in the sport that we're about to see. Yeah, if you guys aren't aware, Lance Armstrong was, quote-unquote, passing all these tests for years while he was winning Tour de France's. I think he won seven. Subsequently, 
someone finally decided to stop protecting him. Mm -hmm. And that's when all of the, you know, kind of scandal broke loose and they stripped him of all his titles. And uh, it sounds a little bit like we're we're heading in that direction because it's like people are covering for people who are not playing with legit equipment. Yeah. And I I think it's hard. I had a I had a fan, uh, a, a listener reach out and say, why are you not filing a class action lawsuit? Because, you know, sports is zero sum. When Anna Lee makes it to a final or wins an event, that means other people lost, right? Like I have now had this paddle issue prevent me from a semifinal in Newport with Sarah Ansbury, whose paddle was mysteriously destroyed. And uh, <laughs> more on that later. And a quarterfinal and maybe even a semifinal in Vegas by Annalie, or I'm sorry, Irina's crazy paddle tech paddles. So that's damages. That's time, money spent traveling to events. It's points that I know I wasn't able to accrue and it's not me, it's other players. So the question was, well, why not put together this, you know, class action lawsuit, get, you know, the hundreds of players who've kind of been unable to benefit as others have who've played illegal equipment. And my answer to that is, well, there's like no rules. <laughs> like what rules have been broken? You know what I mean? There's just favoritism, protectionism, and shadiness. But yeah, there's no clear rules about this I other than really the USAP rule, which is you cannot make custom modifications to a paddle. So if that yeah. proof was ever able to surface, that's it'd be, what we need. It'd be one thing if every event they like collected your paddle and saved it as an evidence locker. But at this point, like no one can really say what anything play- anyone played with in the past other than specific paddles that have gone through the testing, like Tyson's or like apparently Emily Ackerman and, and yeah, what does, it, what does it say about Irina Tereshenko that she is the only player who has not voluntarily given up their paddle for testing, for further testing, right. and plays the same paddle as Annalie. Same and brand. just for review, after Sarah Ansbury's paddle failed, they begged her to keep it and said we would Who's give they? it back. Who's that? PPA. PPA begged her to keep it? Begged her to let them keep to it, even though it's in Sarah's it. hand. And Sarah said, okay, just make sure you send it to me when you're done with it. And it mysteriously disappeared. So, Which I had later confirmed by a former PPA employee that he was told to make it disappear. And I have that in writing. So it's just like the the shadiness is em- endless and limitless. But here's poor Sarah Ansbury voluntarily giving up her paddle. You know, being told you're going to get this back. Gamma begged her not to because they knew. They knew they were never going to get it back. And here's yeah. Irina, the only player who's ever said no to relinquishing a paddle for a lab test. So you have Emily Ackerman, Salome Davidze, Tyson McGuffin. Uh, I'm missing one player. MLP oh, uh, Krista, my former MLP partner, Krista Getcheva, mm. right? All that whole Utah tournament, yeah. everyone voluntarily relinquished their paddle yeah, yeah, for yeah. lab testing. So, yeah, I mean, do you want to get into what Carl Schmidt's test looks like well, and what <laughs> sometimes it looks like? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think first, though, I want to say, I think the big, big issue here is you can hear Tom Dundon speak about this yesterday in on Amazon Prime. They interviewed him on the new Pickleball TV, and they said, you know, what does it take to make this sport, take the sport to the next level? He goes, stars. We need stars. We need to keep making our stars even more famous. So it is no secret that they, Tom, Connor, the PPA, really believe in we've got to make you know Annalie and Ben household names like these are our stars but their stars are really problematic especially Annalie with this paddle stuff but this is the favoritism and the protectionism that we're seeing right now that I I think that's going to come home to roost I I mean it's 
to me still, I mean, I guess it's just the altruistic craziness in me that I'm like, how is this not very simply like, hey, Annalie, like your your time for playing this crazy paddle has ended. You need to go back to playing a normal paddle. Like it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. But let's go ahead and just put a real paddle well, in your start, hands again. Starting January 1st, if and when the PPA and MLP have this new code, this new entity, and they adopt hopefully PPL testing, it'll be fascinating to see what paddle is she playing with and is she winning tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know Le- I Le- still Leia believe she about... will be dominant with a cardboard box. I do. I just won't look quite the same. But, you know, Leia talks about these third set losses, these these fi- losses yeah. in the finals that she's had against Annalie and, like, the, the, the depression that puts on a person, the, the, the pain of that. And, like, that sucks f- for, for Leia because I really do think starting January 1st with this new entity, the thing standards are going to be unified and... And we're going to see more and more people beating beating AL. Yeah. I mean, my dad always theorized that that David Duvall was like the brunt of the Tiger Woods dominance. And it like did cause mental yeah, anguish. Mental, mental anguish, anguish. And he like disappeared. It wasn't like, he, you know, he was always top 10 for his whole career. Dude, I, like, have, I have over. mental anguish from Vegas still. Like playing with Tyra and having her be like, I'm scared to be on this court. This is crazy. I don't want to be yeah. here. I'm scared for my health. I'm scared for my eyes. I'm scared for my safety. And here we were like, yeah, totally deprived of an opportunity because Irene is playing some freaking illegal paddle. It's crazy. Yeah. So. And here poor Leia has been dealing with it all year in singles. Totally. Totally. Um, I think uh, I think we covered the the uh, paddle. So do you want to talk about the test, the, the testing yeah, that you well, witnessed and experienced from after... Carl, the on-site PPA USAP testing? Yeah. Originally, after Sarah's uh, and your incident, the first time anyone was ever penalized and last time anyone's ever been penalized as far as I know for an illegal paddle um I was very curious and Carl seemingly was very open he has always been like letting people watch him do the test showing showing people the the scanners and after the Irina challenge we were still in the testing room when Anna Lee came huffing and puffing rushed in to get her paddles tested and I literally watched him half-ass it like I watched the thoroughness yeah, of that. his test and it was like one two okay it literally looked like yeah it took like seven a seconds three-year-old borrowing daddy's stethoscope it's fine whatever it does because so, it doesn't matter he wasn't gonna fail it anyway yeah it's like obviously this is just my you know random watching of one test but it definitely yeah, your felt experience. like a very different experience than what i had watched the 10 minutes prior with mm-hmm. the other paddles he tested um, so we don't mean to beat the paddle issue to absolute death. We know? did, though. We did. We did. <laughs> we did anyway. But let's, so let's get into the biggest losers and winners. So we have a new pod segment called Biggest Winners and Losers because we realized there were some really big winners and really big losers from nationals. And then we realized we should just like do that on every pod. Totally. I'm excited for this section. I can't I wait to too. write the, the intro song. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So let's start with some winners. Winners and losers. Or do you want to go winner, loser, winner, loser? I think we can do some winner, loser. All right. All right. It. All right. So here's a huge it. winner from Nationals. Scott Flegelman. Scott Flegelman was my mixed split age partner. He is a fantastic coach, owner of Boulder Pickleball Club in 
Boulder, Colorado. He has a podcast, a really great podcast called um, From 4.0 to Pro. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend you check it out. Um, so we we dominated, you know, in mixed split pro. Uh, we had a death battle against Julie Johnson and Federico Staxrude. More on that later. Um, and then uh, we lost to Ava Welsher and Rafa Hewitt. And then right after that, Scott just won. He pulled out. He pulled out of his next two events. He got on a plane and he freaking left nationals. That man smartest is man brilliant. in the room. They scheduled him to smartest play. Smartest man out of the room. Out of the room. So they had scheduled <laughs> Scott to play Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. True story. Great schedule. Great schedule. I'm so sorry to all the senior pros who I spoke to plenty of. And pretty much everyone I spoke to at Nationals was basically of the same mind. Never again. So Scott, you crushed it, buddy. You left. Yes. Other winners, Megan Kathy. I mean, they always put on the best show at Nationals, the cheering section. They're the super fans heads, of pickleball. And the uh, dance moves. So great. They had such a good chat getting to know them a little bit. They're awesome. They're so welcoming, so fun. Just happy, awesome people. Uh, Megan, Kathy, it was a pleasure to meet you. I hope one day to have a cutout of uh, my my own face waving in the waving in <laughs> the crowd. When you know you made it. it in pickleball. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were there till midnight. I mean, these matches were going into the wee wee hours of the night, and they were there. Speaking of super fans, thank you to Ron and Wendy for making us beautiful custom keychains with our names on them. We love you guys. They're so, so cute. Um, Who else won, Kristen? Well, the volunteers won. They got some sweet shirts this year. It was like a dusty rose, like dry fit long sleeve. It was really nice. I was like, this is actually something I can see a lot of people wearing but all did year. did they kind of lose when the temperature went from 50 to 88 back to like 44 and it was raining? Definitely not an ideal volunteer situation at that okay. point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, winner, Anna Lee Waters. She won not one, not two, but three parking spaces in the front row for her 57 foot RV. Thanks for playing. It was more than a triple crown, it was a triple spot. <laughs> I just want to know, did she get the $200,000 RV on Carvana? Is there a vending machine big enough for that thing? I'd love to see it. I'd love How to come see there's it. been no commercial of her picking it up? <laughs> Who drives? Who drives that thing? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. And yeah, uh, the food. I mean, we talked about the food. Dallas food did not disappoint. Thank you to yeah, Mark. Not the venue food, but the outside the venue I still was food. never able to find food on at the venue. Or, I've never or bathrooms. Seen, I've never seen an event with so many Uber Eats deliveries. I know. That was unreal. Um, thank you to Mark Lemke from Ruck Solar Packs for an incredible meal out at Al Bears. The tea is silent, people. The tea is silent. Was it Al Bears? Al Bears. Oh. Albernays. Albernays. Okay, okay. I was like, was it Auberge? I remember it sounding French. I speak three languages. French is not one of them. <laughs> Albernays. Okay, okay, we got there. Nice and and here's a huge winner at Nationals. This is unexpected. Okay, guys? The bathrooms. Why, Kristen, did the bathrooms win at Nationals? That's a good question. I, I actually don't know where you're going with this. Okay. Well, the bathrooms won because there were none. So they didn't have to work. 
Did they really just have zero bathrooms? Were people just digging holes and, you know, covering their tracks? Like a kitty cat? Still don't know where the bathrooms were at Nationals. We at Pro Players had them. I heard from multiple amateurs that it was uh, not easy to find them and they were in high demand. <laughs> so, big losers. losers. The players. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you have this in here. Yeah, I'll save that part for later. But to start with, we were told that the testing protocols were going to cross over, and they did not. They did not. Um, but, but, but Ben did lose to a gearbox, so look for that to either band or go through some hyper-special testing uh, <laughs> like poor Pro XR had to and Carbon and any other paddle company that is not paying the PPA. So look for that ASAP, guys. Yeah, I'm shocked I haven't heard anything already. So that's uh, definitely, it's going to be mentioned. And the amateurs, the amateurs definitely lost. They did. I mean, to, like I said, I talked to multiple people who finished at like midnight or 1 a.m. The bathrooms were nowhere to be found. The venue was crammed. Like you couldn't even like walk with more than two people side by side through the dark uh, the dark viewing like the tunnels yeah yeah um wait and, times of three plus hours in between matches were reported and this was on good weather days when the weather turned sour games were turned into best of 15 one game instead of the two out of three to 11. yes yeah, so imagine um, this you spend hundreds of dollars on your entry fee thousands of dollars on your airbnb and your ticket and you show up and play one game to 11. one, one game 15. to 15. And yeah one game to 11. But hey, there were drone shows and $10,000 a night bands who played in the <laughs> rain to uh, emptiness to nobody there. Sidebar, side note, I didn't know bands could perform in the rain. Like, isn't there an electrical issue? Yeah, there there is like a, a threshold, kind of like airplanes, where like sometimes the weather is bad enough for them to stop and sometimes not. If you don't follow memes of pickleball on Instagram, I highly recommend it. They actually did a really funny story on this. They said, um, players, Please give us bathrooms. PPA response. Here's a drone show. <laughs> oh I, I think I think nationals, this event is an exemplification that the only person with any real like uh, creativity in the sport is Steve Kuhn. Like this event was touted as the future of pickleball, the most fun event of pickleball. Yet they're playing this Franklin X40 ball that like I was stuck at zero two against Federico Staxrud and Julie Johnson. And with Scott Flegelman for 30 minutes. Okay, like let's really think about that. Zero yeah, two for I was 30 lost. minutes. I was like going from one end of the venue to the other to try and find Jill. I see her, still have to walk all the way back. And by the time I get there, I'm like, oh, it's it's one zero. I haven't missed anything. Yeah, you've missed nothing. And so we are doing this progressive draw, you know, similar to tennis, a sport that hasn't seen an innovation, an innovation in 102 years since its inception. So like, is this the forward thinkingness of nationals of USA Pickleball of the PPA yeah, tour? So you An understand. X 40 ball and progressive draw uh, emulating tennis and matches, pro matches starting at 11 p.m. Like, so weird. What? Like, what was this? Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even really schedule it. Everything was just like 10 a.m. followed by, followed by, followed by. So you're like, so okay, weird. so that could take an hour or could take three. That could take an hour or could take three. Multiply that by eight matches. Okay. So it's either going to be 5 p.m. or 11 p.m. <laughs> but just so everyone knows, a progressive draw means that instead of playing all of mixed doubles in one day and then the next day all of gendered doubles, you play one singles, one mixed, one gender. Basically, you have to shift gears 
a little bit like MLP where you're playing gendered, mixed, and hypothetically a dream breaker. You're playing singles, mixed, and then gendered. So players like Christian Alshon are playing all three or Connor Garnett. Some people are just playing two. So it sounds kind of fun and kind of different, but they made this huge mistake where they also did five game oh, matches three out of five. Oh my with God. a Franklin. So you take one thing where you're like, okay, it's a little unpredictable. Then you add five sets, five games. So now it's going to take forever. And you add a Franklin ball where everything is coming back because it's softer. So it doesn't move like a Dura where the point is over. It's like, oh, they got that one. Oh, they got that one again. So these games were literally two hours long. Two hours longer. It was, it was wild. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, the so, longest was. So look, the, the draw, the weather, and the worst ball in pickleball caused pros to quite literally lose their minds. Allegedly, AJ Kohler grabbed Federico Staxrude by the shirt, prompting Federico Staxrude to file a police report, which subsequently created a disqualification of AJ Kohler, followed by an altered Instagram post from pickleball.com that claimed AJ elected to withdraw after it said he was disqualified for a physical altercation against another player. So yeah, there's no, uh, there's no favoritism or protectionism on uh, the PPA tour. There's no altered Instagram post. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had more physical altercations on a court than a shirt grab, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Michelle Esquivel hit me in the visor once with her hand. Didn't stop Michelle from trying to get you kicked out of the venue because she felt threatened. She felt After threatened. she, hit, she you, hit me, in she the felt face. threatened. Really interesting spin of events. Well, I've always said I want uh, pickleball to feel more like hockey. I just didn't know AJ Kohler was going to take that literally. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean... I love it all. Like as a as a viewer, you want the drama, but like sometimes you just wonder, are we are we pickleball? Like is pickleball going to become a joke because of all this? I don't know. It already is. We're in on it. But uh in case anyone was wondering, AJ stands for Alois Julius Kohler the 4th. The fourth, yeah, which, you know, when you start with a name like Alois, you're like, okay, how many generations back are we going here? That's amazing. But I, I can't believe he didn't just embrace the Julius. Like, that's I such would a go cool by name. Julius. AJ, who doesn't know an AJ but Julius? I know that guy. I would, I would say let's I name our, know that our future child Julius, but more likely would be a future cat. <laughs> that's absolutely going to happen. Uh, episode uh, 433. <laughs> the julius cat <laughs> so i think we've got another loser or maybe this is a winner the ppa staff i received this text message from the ppa dear players playing professional pickleball is an honor and something that should not be taken lightly our staff works tirelessly to ensure that you have the best experience possible we understand you may have frustrations at times i told you the ball drove everyone crazy but taking them out on our employees is entirely unacceptable moving forward See, the PPA can move fast when they want to move fast. Here's what they can move fast on. The PPA will have a zero tolerance policy for disrespect to our staff 
should you decide to belittle, name call, or disrespect any member of our staff in any way whatsoever, you will be subject to immediate removal from our event, suspended from future events, fined, and potentially banned depending on the severity of the incident. We know this does not apply to the majority of you, but we want to make it clear that we support our employees because it is our employees that help you do what you want to do, which is play pickleball at the highest level. I'm always available if anyone has any questions. We want everyone to have a great experience here and are looking forward to growing this thing together. Good luck, good luck this week, Chris Patrick. Any questions as long as that question does not involve paddle testing. <laughs> In which case, crickets. I don't know if that was the AJ thing. I don't know if that was something else. I, I never no heard who threatened who of the staff. But look, in all seriousness, I do respect staff. I respect 100%. the refs. I think uh, players that are rude to either or both of those Drive do, me do deserve punishment or fines. But uh, Drives me crazy. So I, There are so many pro players who are super disrespectful to not just staff, but referees, like you said. And I hate that. I, I just yeah. freaking hate that. All right, the real biggest winner of the week. Drum roll, please. All of you who stayed home and didn't play nationals, we're talking to you, Chris Anderson, Leia Jansen, Zane Navratil, and everyone else who did not go to nationals. Congratulations. You won a week of your life back. You got to play pickleball with anyone you wanted, with whatever ball you chose, however many times you like. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so true. That's sad. So anyway, this segment brought to you by Beamer. Curing all your ailments, no questions asked. We use the Beamer all week. And by we, I mean you. I need to get That's more true. Beamer time. That's true. But... Actually, for anyone that does travel to events, um, I'm able to pack my Beamer in a little square uh, carrying case that uh, we carry on the plane. I use Beamer on the plane. Yeah. And this is just killer for when you get to the event, you're a little sore, uh, you know, you flew on an airplane, you've got all this like build up, build up in you. You need to get the blood flowing. And blood so, flow is mm -hmm. the cure to everything. everything. Literally. So I travel with the Beamer and it's this super simple sleeve. I wrap it around my elbow my Achilles, my calf, my hamstring, Sometimes even on the shoulders, airplane. use it on the airplane. Yeah. And again, this is a device that's working at the cellular level, literally helping increase blood flow. So if you're interested in Beamer, um, anyone that comes through our podcast receives a free carrying case for it, which is super cool. Uh, it is an awesome device that we can't hi more highly recommend. Absolutely. I mean, as evidence, I don't think we've ever witnessed you playing 10 days straight competitive pickleball no or, or like yeah. pro level training no issues no issues i think that speaks volumes because a yeah. year ago i don't think that was possible for yep. your body a lot of that's beamer so if you're interested yeah. in learning more you can email this pdlife at gmail.com um and then i think we were going to touch on this earlier and we didn't um i was supposed to play against lauren stratman and vivian glosman with tyra black yeah. and about 30 seconds before the match we got assigned a court uh, Lauren was there. Vivian was there. We were literally walking out to the court. Tyra was just like, I just, I just don't think I can do this. I'm really nauseous. I've been sick since MLP Atlanta. A lot of other players have had something too since that last MLP Atlanta event. And uh, 
she just said, I'm, I'm really nauseous. Like the thought of moving my body right now and running around, like, I think I'm going to be sick on the court. I was really, she had two, five game in a row mixed matches again, two days in a row, two days in a row, two, five, both five setters, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, those are long matches. They're a grind. You've got that Franklin ball three out of five. So I'm bummed because I think, uh, yeah, I was excited to really excited to play Lauren and, and Vivian, two awesome players. I got to play them in practice actually that night that we were supposed to play the match, but yeah. when Tyra withdrew and Vivian Closeman hits the ball so hard. I didn't know how hard she hits it. Who so. was your sub for Tyra in that practice match? Was Nick, Nick, Nick Maggie Brosh's boyfriend. Subbed in perfectly for Tyra. <laughs> Six foot tall dude. So that was a bummer. Um, and again, this that might be my very last event of the year because we're hearing rumors that yeah. MLP San Clemente is about 50% chance of being canceled. So that was a another kind of you know, negative of nationals, which is ending on that note with Tyra. And I hope she's doing better. So yeah, that was a, a bummer to end nationals so, and potentially my last event of the year like that. And as yeah. we said, national, as of, we said, MLP San Clemente is really 50-50 right now. A lot of people are reaching out wondering what happened to you. So <laughs> Everyone assumed it was me. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, Tyra played mixed right before that and she played mixed the next day. So obviously it must be Jill. No, Jill's got a beamer. She's healthy as <laughs> there you go. Jill's got her beanie on. She's got four layers. She's ready to play in the was fifty there degrees like seven indoor. Hours early warming up. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, I guess let's just treat it like you know we're playing the U.S. Open tennis, and you have a seven p.m. match that oh might go on at eleven p.m. And so Jill like kind of rested, took it easy all morning, and then at like five p.m. was like, okay. I'm ready to dial in the rainstorm and I crushed, so crushed a, a whole can, which normally like you'll drink like as as little as a, a quarter or a half a can. No, because I crushed it. You uh, I knew we'd be don't playing until like 11 at night. Yeah. You're an energetic person, but we go to bed at 830. So Correct. you were you were starting two hours into our REM cycle um, with this theoretical match that never happened. And so Jill was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to sleep. I need to play at least six more games so I can sweat it out. So luckily we had a, a few a few friends nearby at the venue to to play a few practice games with. But did, did yeah, get to very sleep. anticlimactic. Did get to sleep, did wake up at 4 a.m. But hey, that's, yeah. I thought I was going to be up all night wired. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this pod, you think that we uh, are absolutely negative on all, all things Dallas minus the food. Um, <laughs> that's but I will say there are some other positives that came out of this week. Oh, yeah. One was something we kind of talked about on the last pod in which I am finally uh, confident that I have something to uh, contribute to Jill more literally, and I'm going mm -hmm. to actually consider myself uh, a coach on the bench, not My just coach. a banana holder yeah. from here on out. Um, that was a big and step for us, seriously. I think it's true. Like No one knows you like I do, and everything I'm telling you is basically just things you've told me over the years. So it's but really just like a But that you forget in competition. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. We all forget these things. And there's a reason the phrase, those who can't do teach, exists. Well, you're in a fantastic, you are a fantastic teacher. Um, Born but, instructor. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to be uh, someone that we both trust in yeah and i know that sounds like a weird phrase but like i have to trust that what i'm saying is is important and is good and i have to trust that you trust that i'm here for a reason so excited about that also i feel like you figured some things out about a couple parts of your game that had been sort of like nagging they totally. weren't like they weren't like total weaknesses but it was like you unlocked a new level 
Totally. You got to hang out with Fleegs. You got to hang out with Georgia and Gabe had some super fun practice matches um, with the, the teens from South Florida. Um, and, uh, and I think we definitely have some positives to, to walk away oh, from. No, there's so, a lot of positives for sure. Uh, pickleball is still joy. It was just sort of a laughing matter, um, in a lot of ways. So I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression about our attitudes. Oh no, we're leaving with a super positive, positive attitude. Yeah. And whether, That's, uh, that is San happens or not, I feel like, um, you're in a better position than ever going into 2024 and 100%. it's just, everyone's just really excited to see what uh what's going to happen with mlp and um and having more mlp involvement directly in the ppa i think is is currently where we're heading so hopefully that all happens i think that's well said um so we have a by the numbers by, by the numbers by the numbers we've heard that over a hundred paddles failed at MLP Dallas. This is not confirmed. Okay. When I've released paddle failure numbers in the past, those have been confirmed. But here's a rough estimate of what you can do. Figure out how many Yola players yeah, there are. Multiply players. that by at least seven. Yeah. Because I did see almost every Yola player holding seven, seven to yeah. ten paddles. Well said. So that a rough estimate right there is like a hundred. Yeah, there's your hundred paddles. Um, not to mention the double carbon. I heard someone who failed twelve paddles. Oh, that's right. Um, and uh, I think there was one other company. Oh, Selkirk. Yeah. So like the three <laughs> very popular. Paddle so companies what I've heard is a lot of failures. So by that's the numbers, a safe number. One hundred and two paddles. Again, non-confirmed. And then how about this for by the numbers? Zero failures at nationals. <laughs> I did hear of one person threatening to maybe challenge Gabe Tardio's paddle. I'm not sure if that actually ended up happening, but um, a lot of it had to do with um, our podcast coming out and people realizing these rules aren't even written. So what am I even doing? Again, if that if those numbers 102 to 0 don't tell you that there is something really 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 <laughs> something wrong strange in our afoot. Right now, something strange is afoot. But uh yeah, just as a rewind, the very first time they did testing and told everyone like we're just testing to test and we want to understand more, Daytona MLP, which was March, six paddles um came out as failing um or would have failed um outside was, their parameter. I think it was 8. And then San Clemente was nine. Oh, okay. Then Atlanta oh, yes, was, was 27. 27. Yes, you're right. And you're then right. Um, at least 102, we think, maybe more. Maybe more. Um, coming out of uh, this week's Definitely Dallas two MLB. paddle techs. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Two paddle techs and 97. Yolas. <laughs> so, yeah. I think what this is evidence of is they drew a line. And they told people the line was, I think, 40, whatever, 50, 50 you know, deflection. what was with the pounds of deflection. And so all the manufacturers since Daytona were like, aye, aye, here you go. Here's a 49er or a 51er. I don't even know which side of it you're supposed to be on. But it's like all these battle manufacturers are trying to get as close to the line as possible because they drew one it. in the sand. Yeah. And I don't know if I've told you this, but some of the paddles come out, you know, they're right at 50. Right, they're right at the number, and then obviously you play it, and that's a degradation that goes down to 49, 48, so that they become illegal. A lot of the paddles come in at like 60, but instantly degrade to like 45, like within one one play. So it's uh, it's it's interesting, um, and I'm glad that that testing exists. 
Yeah, just keep pushing. Just got to keep poking, poking the bear. Um, so let's talk a little bit about New York Hustlers. And then we have a dear Jilly B that you are not going to want to miss. But first, quick break from Ruck Packs. Ruck Solar Packs. Do you have someone in your life who's impossible to shop for? The Ruck Solar Pack is definitely our favorite pickleball bag. It's also sleek, fits your laptop, your paddles, and it has a solar panel to charge all the devices. Like, a solar panel, like cool who comes that? up with that? That is the coolest idea ever. It literally charges your devices from the solar pack while you're playing pickleball. I mean, does it get better than that? I don't think so. You can visit ruckpack.com, that's R-U-K-P-A-C-K.com. You can use code JillyB for 15% off your next order. R-U-K-Pack, P-A-C-K.com, and use code JillyB for 15% off on your next order. All right, we are back. And as a friendly reminder, Christmas is right around the corner. Do you know what to get your best friends, your spouse, your family members uh, who love pickleball? Go to pbgods.com. That's right. Kristen founded pbgods.com. It is all of the hilarity of what goes on in her mind and sometimes my mind, but on retail products. So PKL girl, her hat, why dink when you could speed up a low bounce into the net and lose the point sweatshirt? There is all sorts of funny, affordable goods that you can grab for Christmas for your better half, your friends. Uh, yeah. Check yeah. out yourself. Or yourself. <laughs> Get yourself a gift. Check out pbgods.com. And as a quick reminder, uh, hot pink paddle, yeah, your spouse is definitely going to want that. Check out groovin.co for the Jilly B Signature 13 millimeter thermoformed, one of the most affordable thermoformed paddles on the market. Gritty as heck with that unibody foam injected construction. So you're going to hit that paddle very, very hard. I have been loving it. Use code Jilly B. And you can get that for $161. Again, one of the most affordable, highest quality paddles you will find in existence right now. Yeah, we did forget to mention in our catching up that we finished our Christmas shopping yesterday. Crushed it. We are on it. Crushed it. So, so proud. I always find when I go Christmas shopping that I keep finding stuff I want to buy and not, not, not anything for anyone I'm shopping for. Am I the only one that has that problem? <laughs> so we have a really important Dear Jilly B. This is from Sarah in San Diego. Dear Jilly B, I have been struggling, call it the yips, with my returns. You've talked a lot about how to fix serves on your podcast, on your Instagram. Can you please talk about the return? So the number one mistake I see is smoking in the lobby on returns. So this is, yep. Like I don't think you can smoke in lobbies anymore. <laughs> smoking 20 feet from the front entrance. <laughs> on a cold bench Look, we have all been guilty of, of of lighting up a cigarette in the lobby while returning the ball metaphorically so what that means is after you return your serve you're doing three things you're leaning back then you're waiting and then you're watching then you go to the net instead of leaning forward connecting not just with the ball on the center of your paddle face but a target really connect with the target you and i talk about this all the time absolutely all, and you actually helped me work on my returns at mlp in dallas saying jill just really connect with the target so lean forward connect with the center of your face and connect with the target and then explode to the line uh sarah ansbury gave me a great piece of advice she said push off of your right leg right at impact with your return i teach 
run through your returns, move forward. So a lot of instructors will go, oh, you're not supposed to do that. That's technically not right. Well, guess what? When you give someone the advice of run through return, when their habit is to fall backwards, what does it create? It actually creates neutral. <laughs> so I don't mind anyone feeling like they're really pushing forward and running through that return, pushing off that right leg. So I think if you can do that and really just connect with that target, it'll it'll help anybody improve their returns. So one thing I think that golf is the worst about is that over technical instruction. And what you hit on is something I actually really try and hammer home in golf instruction for that same reason, that focusing on your target is like cheating. It's like the yeah. free cheat code to every athletic motion. Yep. It can't be overdone and you can't like come back to it enough. Mm -hmm. And it clears the head because a lot of times the, the reason that we get all, uh, discombobulated physically is that our mind is bouncing to 800 different places. So just focusing on your target is the easiest way to quiet your mind and eye. Are all sports the same? Because last night we went out on the golf course for the first time in like seven months. And I was like, oh, for you, for me. And I was like, oh, my swing's the same. All I need to do is have no tension going back and going through, really focus on a target. And I'm like, wait, am I talking about my pickleball? game like are all yeah. sports really similar yeah. in like the sense of like get your arms really loose really relax tension free and then just hyper hyper focus on that target absolutely i think uh there's slightly different angles of attack when you mm -hmm. go from tennis to pickleball to golf but like understanding just that is to understand all of them mm -hmm. so they say all learning takes place in a space where you take an old piece of knowledge and you build on it that's why analogies are so important because you have to take like, okay, you already know this in this sport. Can we use it in this new sport or this new skill? That was profound, K-dubs. The more you know. <laughs> or you could be like my sister who says every time she learns something new, she forgets something old. Yeah, that's just factually wrong, but <laughs> par for the course for Naki. <laughs> So do you want to circle back to nationals real quick? Sure. Because I don't think we really covered it outside of our winners and losers. I mean, that yeah. was a pretty astute way of encapsulating the whole thing. But yeah, absolutely. I played with Connor Garnett and, or as we say, CG. Conned on. And was really impressed with his, uh, with his game, how fast he is. He like shows up out of nowhere. I'm like, wait, weren't you just on the baseline? And now you're like covering <laughs> a ball on my left foot. Like that's so impressive. Yeah. Who is faster, Jaume or Connor? Oh, Connor's longer, you know, he's limmy, but I think maybe Jaume's faster. So it ends up equaling, right. equaling out. And what about Ben Newell? Oh, Ben, he's so fast in a different <laughs> way. Yeah. Of like chasing balls down, but both Jaume and Connor like leap out of nowhere at the kitchen line. And then I feel, you know, feel my, my ear grazed by their, <laughs> the whoosh of their paddle and yeah. Benny didn't do that, but Benny, no one's faster than Ben Newell from okay. the, from the back okay, quarter. So that stands, down that stands. Okay. Skirt. <laughs> um, and we had a really tough round against Maggie Brasha and Hayden Patrick Quinn. We won a, uh, went four. So we won the second game and, um, gosh, just so impressed by Hayden's game. Yeah. Hayden's a perfect example of something you talk about often with Gabe and Georgia and Hayden and these kids yep. coming up in the pickleball era yep. with no 
other things in the way. Right. And they're just doing what works for pickleball. I practiced with Georgia Johnson and Gabe Tardio and same thing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, these 16, 17, 18 year olds who've just been playing pickleball for the past two to four years. Like, yikes, like that is the future. In a year, are there going to be these 20, 30 year old tennis players transitioning? And are they going to be able to make any headway? Frankly, I really don't think so. I think the, the future's in those kids. I think both can be true at once. Sure. I think we're sure. just going to know the cheat codes quicker and people will adapt like immediately. It's like, okay, so welcome to pickleball. You're a tennis player. Get rid of your continental grip, face the target, like stop turning sideways and shorten yeah. both of your strokes on but, both ends. You know, talk <laughs> about a kid raised right. Georgia Johnson, just such a sweetheart, always smiling, such joy, like really exemplifies the joy of playing, you know, well, play with anyone, practice with anyone, just always laughing and just so fun to watch, like the hand speed and the shot creativity. And same with Gabe Tardio, just like really awesome kids raised the right way. Yeah, it's always fun to see someone who knows how to smile on the court, as, totally. we, uh, as we always say. Um, so yeah, did you uh, have any other Nationals shout outs um, before we put a pin in the uh, Connor and PPA paddle testing stuff? Uh, Maggie Brasha, yeah, I mean, takes two to takes two to win so Hayden's partner was Maggie and it's just so unfair because the Brosh's defense is already stellar and then you get that <laughs> x40 ball and it's like ah, every ball's coming back so I really just can't it's a over, different game overstate enough how good Maggie and Mary both are I've always said that always felt that way but As yeah evidence made it all the way to Sunday and right? then it was nice to see you know Hayden and Maggie after they beat uh Connor and I went five games against the Johnsons a team I super highly respect actually the only team that's beaten Ben Johns and Annalie Waters this year so kudos to them and I'm not surprised that they did that because of how well I thought they were playing and then Maggie to the finals with her sister Mary um just really impressed yeah go SoCal go SoCal that was the other irony is your first round uh was against two girls from California in women's. And in uh, mixed, you played Hayden and Maggie with Connor. So it was literally just a regular Saturday at Lowe's Cab. That's at funny. Nationals. Because a lot more trash talking. Speaking of. <laughs> thought, Southern, thought Hayden yeah. and I were going to kill each other at one point. <laughs> uh, speaking of Southern California, I was telling every single person who would listen to me how sad I was that we nearly had two home events and instead. We were in Dallas for 10 days, but if you don't already realize, Indian Wells is across the street from our house where they have hosted nationals for the last five years. And I think the only person that could have possibly come away from nationals last week and been like, yay, that was fun, is someone who has never been before. To Indian Wells. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't couldn't find a single person who had been to Ind Indian Wells who wasn't of the mind that I would never play nationals again until it comes back or it goes somewhere else. So. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do to try and uh, change that sentiment. But if people are interested in why it moved and kind of the background there and where it might go in the future, I'm happy to talk about that on the next pod because I think we've talked a lot about nationals on this one. So maybe in the YouTube comments or email us and tell us that's yeah. something you want us to dive a little bit more uh, deep into because I, I do have that information. So paddle testing. We've uh, we've had so many different conversations, but um, we've had an ongoing conversation with Leia and a lot of obvious support that came from the last pod. 
but um, you had something you wanted to add about basically actions <laughs> in actions speaking louder than words and then the words that do come when it comes to the PPA. Um, one of the things Leia is staunch about is that there is a written USAP rule, mm -hmm. which we talked about last last uh, pod about not customizing anything that has once been approved. You can't change the paddle after it's been approved. Yeah, we're all not running around playing custom-made paddles, to be clear. And Connor literally told Leia, oh, everyone's doing it. So that was his defense of why he hasn't stopped Anna Lee all year long from using that paddle is well everyone's doing it that was like the ceo's response to leia that's like the uh the bad excuse equivalent of like the inappropriate uh show me your papers comment or something like there is no world where everyone breaking a rule exempts you from trying to enforce, enforce the rules rule. on your tour so uh another uh another kind of known uh entity is that um there was a point where uh it was pretty widely talked about that thomas wilson was being punished for having uh, a delammed carbon and he openly was basically saying well why why do i have to stop playing it but anna lee gets to keep playing hers wow yeah i mean i think that there's been numerous numerous players who have complained directly to Connor in writing, in person, about Annalie's paddle. And it seems like, according to Leia, his response is simply, either everyone's doing customizations or we'll look into it, and then nothing ever gets looked into. But again, if it's if it's banning carbon on a whim, he can do that, and they'll do that. If it's mandatory extensive testing on Pro-XR paddles, randomly, he'll do that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just the favoritism is so blatant it is so painful and again it's like <laughs> and so creating, unnecessary creating stars does not have to be sacrificed by enforcing correct paddles creating stars doesn't mean you have to create cheaters exactly um so there's, there's this a, um, um there's this quote by andy andrews it's my favorite 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 quote have i ever told you this i, I don't know oh my gosh it's, i know uh, so many of your quotes but i don't think i know this one okay First, you make a choice, then the, then choice, the choice makes you. Makes you. Yeah. That is what is going to happen to Annalie Waters, and that is what is going to happen at the PPA. Mark my words. First, you make a choice, then the choice makes you. Yeah. Sorry, what she were She currently saying? is going the, by your other favorite quote. She believed she could, so she did. <laughs> That's, that is a great <laughs> quote, C.S. Lewis, but used in the wrong context yeah, here. A little bit, little bit of liberty there. Um, but there is a former employee from the PPA who has told us that they will be on a pod coming very soon and they have no non-compete and no NDA in their contract um, and have been staying mostly silent. Um, but we will soon, and not necessarily on our pod, but maybe uh, be hearing from this uh, former employee. Um, and they told Leia that the underbelly gets so much worse if we keep digging. Um, in regards to the PPA. Well, I so. hope that they go on the pod and release a bombshell episode because yeah. they don't have a non-disparagement, they don't have an NDA, they don't have a non-solicit, they don't have a separation agreement. I know who this person is and they should do it. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they have the courage. 
to do it as a lot of other people and podcasts are doing this week. I think thanks in huge part to Leah, uh, you, Kristen, with your amazing editing skills and helping us put all this together. And I have hopefully opened the floodgates to enable players, sponsors, fans, everyone to stand up and demand fairness. And it seems like there's been a lot of other pods this week that have released who have talked about this exact topic. And it's interesting because apparently there was a pod recorded by two two guys and they took it down or didn't didn't release it because they were told by Connor Pardo is too damning and not to do it. And what I'm so proud about what we do is we don't sling mud. We could. We could sling so much mud if we wanted to in retaliation of what people say about me, what people say about you. Uh, but we're independent. We're not in the pocket of anyone or any entity. Yes, we have sponsors and you know that. You know that because you listen to the pod. But we are never changing our content and jeopardizing our truth for anyone ever under any circumstances. And that is one thing I want to say I'm really proud about. And I think we should read some of the comments from other pods that have come out this week and then also some of our, our YouTube comments. Yeah, no, I don't have comments from other pods, do you? Uh, I do in terms of the Tennis Sucks pod and what Travis said. Yeah. Oh, like in the pod. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So Travis uh, is on uh, Tennis Sucks, which is now under the um, umbrella of the Dink pod or the Dink um, uh, YouTube page. So check that out because you can you can hear another person basically echoing, but another person's perspective, all the mm -hmm. things. I respect Travis a lot. About, and he talks about you and Leia specifically um, a numerous, numerous times. Um, but uh, some other uh, shout outs. Um, thank you uh, to all the 157 of you at the time of this recording who commented on last week's pod. And over 10,000 um, listeners. Yeah. And uh, there is really a sentiment that the internet is kind of a cesspool of negativity. And it's really nice when you see an outcry of support. And um, I read a lot of the comments um, on our pod and I am usually uh, perusing comments on other pods. And it seems like our audience is just smart. <laughs> yeah, like, I do have the smartest audience. <laughs> I read some really ignorant stuff on other people's pods. So I don't know what we've done right, but keep sharing with your smart friends because it's working. I really love how eloquent our comments have been. And so I wanted to to uh, to shout out our PB lifers and, uh, and specifically uh, Craig Cable, who made the point that an old business tactic that has been used since the day of the Romans is to make sure at least one person from the problem is not present so you have a reason not to answer any questions fully. Connor made it himself to make sure his workers are not thrown under the bus and feel like they're being protected. Good boss, bad manager. Well said. Um, Robert Harless, 3304, said, this is a prime example of why Pro Pickleball is a complete joke. I love how Jill and Leah are outspoken. PPA stands for Pure Poop Show Association. Would love to have your paddle. We're going to announce the winners to the paddle real soon. Um, and from Wayne, Jillian Leah, thank you in all caps so much for not letting this Irina Tarashenko paddle tech paddle issue die. In my opinion, the episode exposes the PPA quote leadership and how it protects the key players and vendors. I am no longer an Irina fan, hashtag cheater, angry emoji, and lost a lot of respect for the PPA uh, lack of leadership and integrity. Hashtag shameful. Thanks, Wayne. Um, keep fighting the good fight and keep grooving. Um, Sleeves Pickleball Report says, it's refreshing to hear all these women speak truth to power rather than the standard company boys who cancel their podcast episodes per PPA. 
Connor Poto requests. So, and that's basically. what we kept hearing about. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Thank you for that comment. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out some of the fans that we met at the venue, specifically V and John, who we had like a 10 minute uh, conversation with at MLP, uh, at the end of which they were like, oh, by the way, we're also Alex Trong's parents. Yeah. <laughs> you should have led with that. We love your daughter. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else to add before uh, our closing? Uh, no, I think what Travis said on his pod was, my opinion is that they have such a tie to Anna Lee, they're going to do absolutely anything to protect her. She's super marketable for them, so they're not going to do anything that would minimize her ability to win. I think what Jill and Leigh are trying to point out, that the PPA will just lie to your face. So I think that's what Travis was was touching on. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you again so much for the outpouring of of support and all the positive comments. And we're hoping really soon that we never have to mention paddle testing ever again on a podcast. <laughs> like, trust me, like we're we're also fatigued by all of this. But frankly, that's what the PPA wants you to do. They want yeah. you to get fatigued and they want you to give up. Well, I don't know, like the steroid thing in baseball lasted forever and you still kind of have to talk about it because there's always someone trying to get around it. Well, yeah, this is our wooden bat era. So last week you all said you want it. And we got it for you. Our winner of the Groovin' Movin' 13X Jilly B Edition Pink Edgeguard Paddle is none other than Maddie Slice, a.k.a. Matt Birch. Congratulations. And I checked out some of your outdoor life videos. Really love your editing skills. Nice. Mad props. And I would assume your pickleball game is to the exact same impressive level. So congrats to Maddie. And we're shipping this today and San Diego is very close. So Maddie, you are gonna be playing that paddle perhaps tomorrow, definitely this weekend. And uh, yeah, don't forget to head over to groovin.co. If you wanna get your hands on a Jilly B paddle, use that code Jilly B. It is one of the best deals in pickleball after the code, it brings that paddle all the way down to 161 bucks. So don't delay, the holidays are upon us, get three. So, as we all know, pickleball is joy. And I do want to mention, we talked about PB Gods earlier in this episode, but I did just release an entire joy collection. So very soon you will be seeing us on the pod wearing pickleball is joy on our heads and shirts. So check that out. And don't forget to use code PBLifers for 10% off your entire order at pbgods.com. Um, I really uh, personally enjoy this side gig project and uh, would always love your feedback and requests. Um, and uh, yeah, get your Jilly B collection, get your PB gods. And, um, and thank we'll, you so we'll much to, thank you so much to our listeners for our super intelligent listeners, super intelligent audience, all of your comments. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for coming up to us at nationals and pick up all this joy. Don't let anyone tell you differently. We out. This Pickleball Life is a Tomahawk production, 100% organic, self-made, and homegrown. Music by K-Dubs, editing by K-Dubs and Jilly B. Check out pbgods.com and use code PBLIFERS for 10% off your next order. Do you have a question for Jilly B? Email us at thispblife at gmail.com to be included in future episodes. Don't forget to click subscribe. This Pickleball Life.